I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Jay. Hi, Marie. And hi, listeners. Welcome to Dispatches from the Kardashian Simulacrum where we process our media theory takeaways and other hot takes from last night's episode of The Kardashians. That's right. And we have just watched season three, episode six, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, more than halfway through. For all the Marie fans out there, (laughs) so sorry for my absence last week. We're back in action this week. Yep. And I'm happy to be here. Although I honestly, admittedly, did not watch last week's episode, but you filled me in. Mm-hmm. And um, just a continuation of the Kim and Courtney conflict. Yes. Which is pretty rich conflict, actually, as it continues to evolve. When I saw it being teased in the trailer for the show for this coming season, before the season started, I was like, you know, as a lot of you know, very cynical about it. I remain like, you know, uh, suspect mm-hmm. as we all should but there's a lot whether it's staged or real or some weird combination of both um, there's a lot there and I would say that's like the subtext throughout the episode yes in terms of summarizing the episode this current episode yes yes absolutely yeah what do you think were the highlights of the episode um, it's a lot of the Kardashians being placed in relatable everyday settings Um planning Kim's surprise party, continuation of the Kim court drama. Um, It's so funny because when you are like tasked with summarizing what actually happened, it's so hard to say. Well, right. Cause nothing actually happens. Like Kim goes to the DMV and then it's her birthday. Right. But, but their process, the connective tissue is all like the, like stereotypically hyper feminine, aristocratic processing on couches. That's what fascinates me about the show a lot is it's a lot about inner worlds being treated as high action, high importance, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And interpersonal relationships being treated that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. That's the drama of the show. Yeah. It's just like how the ladies feel about each other and about (laughs) what they're doing and then like relaying information from one to the next about it. Legitimizing gossip. Right. But like, look at what it's, it, look at where it got them. Right. Wow. Just like with Sopranos, which is basically a show about men gossiping. Oh my God. Tell me about it. Right. Did you want me to say, be, add more to that? No. I mean, if, unless you have thoughts. 
Not really. I think we should just get into it. All right. Yes. So here we go. All right. The first takeaway we've entitled relatable locations. Yep. (laughs) So it opens, the episode opens, right? It opens with this scene of Kim, yes, and her team, Chris Appleton and a makeup artist named Ariel. I think. I feel like I've heard that name in relation to Kylie. So I don't know. I mean, a lot of you know better actually than I do about the web of relations of these different characters. Uh, But I feel like Ariel was associated with Kylie. Um, Like maybe Kim's using Kylie's makeup artist or something. But Mm. they go to the DMV. Kim has full glam prepared for her DMV driver's license picture. And Kim makes a comment about how the DMV had been shut down for her. or She's there after hours. She's like, thanks for staying open for me. Mm -hmm. And those are little things that they so intentionally keep in. Yeah. If they're really trying to be relatable, they're going to put Kim Kardashian in line at the DMV, even if it creates a big uproar, or they're going to edit it out to make us forget, like, because it could be normalized as passive viewers, which most people are, you're going to see a Kardashian in a space that's like fully empty and just kind of the same way we do are we're expected to suspend disbelief with most reality shows of like, oh, these two people are sitting in an empty restaurant for their like sassy conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so they could do that, but they actually include, which is fourth wall breaking, what's really going on here, which is it's after hours. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of emphasis put on the fact that this is an important photo to take because everyone has to take one and you're stuck with it for a long time. So there's something about kim being uncomfortable or at the very least understanding that the challenge to take a good picture for a picture that's by design meant to have posterity is interesting because kim's life is about surfing riding the waves of like endlessly like what's the word like you know what i mean like it's a cycle for kim Mm -hmm. of image production Mm -hmm. we forget like last week's campaign into the next week because there's a whole new one that's Mm -hmm. like the name of the game so there's something about the permanence that's always big right for kim when that happens to her when she's in a permanency situation of any kind for sure and you were saying it is a version of them trying to be relatable too of like underscoring the importance of like an everyday item like that right like we all need to take the driver's license pictures so kim being like this is the great equalizer like it really matters to all of us your driver's license picture is important too i bet you get anxious about how bad your picture i hate how Mm -hmm. my passport picture looks i was so glad i got to take a new one just a few weeks ago um but yeah something about that that like but then the idea that it's a great equalizer we all have to do it we all have these license photos but Kim has the grit, the resources, and the willingness to make hers great, mm-hmm. which is a theme that follows through the entire episode. Yeah. Yes. Another thing that I thought was so interesting about the DMV mm-hmm. is the fact that it was a recycled narrative. Yes. We're seeing a lot of those. It's so funny that Marie pointed this out because literally this morning before she came over, I posted a TikTok about noticing a recycled narrative in the last episode so if you heard last week's episode or watched last week's episode episode of the kardashians there's this whole gimmick of kim pranking chloe trying to like set chloe up with a hot guy that's um her neighbor in the hotel room floor and also with the netflix guy Mm -hmm. well in season two episode four of keeping up with the kardashians there's a whole let's prank chloe slash set chloe up Mm -hmm. by making a dating profile for her online so clearly they're looking back to old episodes for 
content ideas and to bring it all full circle and to repackage. Yes. So Marie saw, do you want to share? (laughs) Do you want to go sister? (laughs) Share your thought? (laughs) Um, You mean, oh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even remember, but this is also what's interesting is like, I don't actually like keep up with the Kardashians and never watch that show, but I'm pretty sure it was like Chloe getting glam at the DMV and it was a whole kooky storyline. And I don't know if it was, a keeping up storyline or if it was like social media, but it's like like a spinoff maybe. Right. But that's interesting in its own right. right. That like in the same way that like, I may know the lyrics of a pop song mm-hmm. that I don't listen to. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, these stories. Yes. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's all in the soup of the subconscious. Yes, like the how soup. much I wish we could like audit, like as if we're computers, the amount of data space of like Kardashian knowledge that like any given person has. Yes. Because it's in there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Even if somebody's like, isn't that the one who... Yeah. And it's like, well, you know that much. Right. And I also think that it's coming at a time where reboots of shows and movies and like every single kind of story you could have ever imagined re- being rebooted right nowadays like it's common practice and it's something we're used to and like we were saying in the old episodes how like this season of the kardashians is like the cgi roly polioli like yeah. um type animation yeah versus the traditional drawn one like that's what reboots are too it's like the modernized version of these like old stories that were told yeah to your point it's like same story but it looks different if only because it's being produced during a, di- a, a, a more recent time a modern time right um and also to that point of recycled storylines kardashian data coalition another side project that i have with a group of incredible uh data experts who are volunteering to monitor the kardashians using data with me um hashtag kardashian data coalition if you want to see the posts that we've done on i post the information we find on kardashian colloquium um it's really cool it is really it's a cool group um we found specifically mia uncovered this that shout out to you mia yes shout out to mia peanut um mia.peanut that's her username skims doesn't actually have a lot of variety or diversity in their actual literal products being made. Mostly the same underwear, same bras, same basic, like, what's the products? Mm -hmm. But materials. materials. It's an ongoing, uh, ever-changing series of campaigns with often the same products. They give them new collection names and new concepts aesthetically, but it's like most of the time the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And maybe a new color or something. Yes, And that's crazy because, I mean, they just are so, it's like the Kardashian way. And this is why they've been so good at storytelling. They, these are all blank canvases for like a new story Mm -hmm. to be filled in. So like the, the bones are the same, but they're just like filling it in with new information. Right. And that's a way of conserving energy, conserving money, conserving time. Talk about a more efficient Capitalist Pac-Man, to quote you. Yes. People liked that. People called back to that. Oh, my God. Thanks, guys. It's crazy. Just the things that pop in my brain sometimes, (laughs) you know? Um, You know? But, but no, it's, like, optimization, efficiency. That's, like, that's the goal with every single um, enterprise. With any kind of enterprise and, like, late capitalism and, like, cyborgs, you know? 
For sure. We really felt like the, we really felt how, one, two, three, how, how cyborgic Kim has been, been all season. <laughs> But especially this episode. But like also like perpetually like like just kind of I since I'm rewatching everything from my book, I really should start to notice like when when are the different turns? When does mm-hmm. it become more cyborg? Yeah. But in a way, it's always been there. I mean, Kim getting her butt X-rayed in season I forgot which season it was, mm-hmm. but early on, that's like a communion between the body and organic material and technology and kind of mm-hmm. interrogating mm-hmm. that tension. Yes. You know, and it really hit me in this episode. It's not like anything specific that happened. Just- but just looking at their makeup, how much you put different makeup on for different contexts, right? So like theater has a certain type of makeup because it shows up in a certain way. And it's like their makeup, it's not meant to be like no makeup makeup or Mm -hmm. so subtle or whatever. It's meant to be like literally in real life looks like an Instagram filter. Instagram face. Yeah. Injectables are that too, Mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. Um, Anyways. Oh, and then did we want to mention how like the TikTok, like the little TikTok conversations happening while he was getting, she was getting glammed. Yes. Ariel starts telling Kim about some TikTok theory uh, about how the world's spinning faster. Therefore we all look younger. A very quintessential unhinged TikTok conspiracy theory (laughs) basically just like crazy tiktok logic because i'm on tiktok and i'm like i have a front row seat slash i'm on the front lines of like just like that mindset from commenters like it's a little enraging to me (laughs) and it's very scary i'm very concerned for everybody for all of us with the influence of this like tiktok brain but kim responds by being like kind of like a self-deprecating joke oh so it's not the botox mm-hmm. which also tells us that botox is like the new moved goalposts like it's mm. okay to admit to go to botox right yeah what were they saying everything was at first lips they, they put it all on the lip fillers right 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 they all have different things kylie admitted to lip fillers chloe's admitted to a nose job i think they all are like yeah and like botox and exercise right. you know right right yes yeah, so then in terms of other relatable locations Ah, yes. Then later in the episode, we see the girlies um, have like a little failed trip to Vegas. And then they are like, let's be crazy and go to In-N-Out. Well, let's back up. So they're planning a big, (laughs) they're planning a big, the big thing is that Chloe and her, and I don't know, Kim's like, Kim's court are planning um, a big surprise party for Kim that's going to Vegas to see Usher. And first of all, when they're in the air in the private plane, it's there's turbulence and there's like this grim feeling in mm. the plane, very like almost famous, um, you know, the almost yes. pr- plane crash scene and almost famous. And it is like this like interesting thing that these wealthy billionaire elite very powerful group of people are like nervous like there's like a little bit of like this tinge of like are they going to face their mortality right now right. um which actually given the big submarine discourse of the week is kind of funny timing yeah yes, very um and and also like think and it makes sense that they have a genuine like fear of death in that moment because you that is the thing about private planes it's like you hear about so many celebrities dying on private planes icons yeah icons and so it's like i feel like in their minds they're like could it go down this way right. we've been we've been narrativizing our entire lives mm-hmm. and trying to approximate ourselves to icons and like epic the epic tales that follow icons mm-hmm. and like is this our is this it yeah oh God, i'm sure I mean, that's yeah logan from succession died on a private plane 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Right? There's something with like it's a good motif. Yeah. For like when when telling stories about the wealthy flying too high in the sky that's right and it's all gonna come crashing down or will it (laughs) right well that actually connects us to another thing but this would be a sidetrack um but i'll just mention we'll get into the next this into the next point but chris and kim have a conversation in this episode about kim's near-death experience when she was robbed in paris and this idea that uh, chris is really applauding kim for her strength for not letting it break her for for getting over it basically, mm-hmm. which is its own thing to unpack. Um, but what interests me about the Paris robbery is that it, it brought Kim really close to that iconic um, kind of mythic narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's how old Hollywood stars die, mm-hmm. you know, weird, crazy, dark, violent shit. Mm-hmm. And so um, the fact that Kim escaped that, um, I don't know. I'm sure they've, they've got, they, they, really document their own grappling with their mortality in a way that I find very startling and surprising sometimes, even though nothing they should do should surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, they, they, they took us there. They included that scene of everyone nervously looking at each other and getting a little edgy on the plane because mm-hmm. it was, it was another little brush with something. Right. But then what also interested me about this trip to Vegas. Well, and yeah. of course they were by the way, because yeah. now they're in this whole, um, they talk about death. They talked about death a lot in like the modernist period mm-hmm. of the Kardashians with keeping up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. And now like they're talking about it as it relates to legacy. Mm-hmm. And so like, of course they're going to like remind you they could die. And this is what their legacy would be. They've been dropping a lot about legacy. Mm-hmm. Like in the first episode, I think of this new season saying, can you imagine a world without Kardashians and the family name? Oh, it's a matriarchy. So it's going to be harder to pass on our name. And, mm-hmm. and, and when the fact is I thought, thought that was so funny when that was a conversation because they have literally by force of will as women bent every every norm or convention it doesn't matter that like you carry on a name if it's like the father's name like right it's a kardashian matriarchy 
any of those kids could become Kardashians right. and just call themselves Kardashians. You know, that's exactly. already, but, but it's something they dangle and get us thinking about in terms of legacy because they're there at the, at the stage for yes. themselves. And again, another example of them, like still tethering themselves to like, um, you know, patriarchal norms. Almost to appease us. Right. You know what right. I mean? It's like, they're like, the, they, they can't handle it if we're too radical or subversive. So like, we're going to be subversive, not radical, but subversive, but like dress it up in this like very heteronormative way. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's like we were saying when we were watching it, like Kim has become so powerful because there's always been that kind of like um, subtle, taking it like a woman still Mm -hmm. in her climb. And so it's really been her absorbing everything and just like getting bigger and stronger because of it. Pac-Man yet again. Yeah. Pac-Man yet again. Mrs. Pac-Man. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, no. And that's what makes people even matter is like, it doesn't kill her. Yeah. Because like Marilyn Monroe, I don't want to like expose my book too much, but like, a lot of the iconic women that are adored were exploited and like there's like an element of tragedy because it got to them. I'll mm-hmm. just there's other examples that I can use but I'll say Marilyn Monroe because that's obvious and I think I've said it publicly already. And I think there's like a comparison to make there of like when Kim approximated herself to Marilyn Monroe it was offensive because it's like Marilyn was had her picture sold to Playboy without her consent. Kim for sure as people speculate leaked her sex sex tape on purpose like Kim wants it too much. Mm-hmm. There's like a slut shamey element almost to like Kim's mm-hmm. lust for fame, which I find interesting. Well, and it's a lot easier to like give a woman power when she's not around anymore. Mm-hmm. Like all these women are arguably even bigger now that they're dead. Right. And like Kim is just a target because she's like a physical manifestation of like power growing. And like because women are so their bodies like it's being put on her image whereas Mm -hmm. i was saying to michelle like we don't do that to like the powerful billionaire white dudes because we just don't like Mm -hmm. we let it be like the sum of its whole and now and capitalism is the is the um villain Mm -hmm. but like but it's like an abstraction inside of kim yeah and she lets it happen and then like we have a conversation around it and that she remains and then she gets bigger powerful exactly no for sure and they talk a lot about that in this episode like i want to finish on the relatable locations part but chris really emphasizes throughout the episode how strong kim is and she uses her survival of the paris robbery her emotional survival Mm -hmm. her her resilience the fact that she like wasn't like riddled with ptsd for years after that as as proof that like kim is born for this and that um she's the one Mm -hmm. kind of which is like kind of crazy to like applaud someone for like like when she brought up she like exp- when chris brought it up this is another separate conversation now but within the episode when chris brings up this paris robbery she was explicit like when you were bound and gagged naked or whatever yeah, she said in the bathtub like yeah. weirdly so visual so visual and it's like marie and i went through a traumatic event and i personally like still kind of cry when it comes up or like when i'm like brought back to it and like that's my PTSD journey. Everyone's is different, but Kim's face was blank. Yeah, and like I can't psychoanalyze them. I don't want to, but it begs, it demands to be. You know, like it, it's it's asking us to be like, did she really get over yeah. it? How she's so strong? You know. Yes, and that's something that we have interrogated within ourselves, like before watching this episode, yeah. talking about how like deep this season goes as far as like. 
getting into these like emotional metaphysical like yeah psychological things yeah and then it's like okay like is that intentional on their part to get us even more engaged it's like such a higher level of engagement that we that we can't even like comprehend it's such storytelling because for chris to to like describe it and then for the camera to cut to Kim's cold reaction. And then for Chris to be like, your other sisters couldn't have handled it. And and then Kim gets situated as this like messianic, like Jesus martyred figure. Mm-hmm. Um, like she, it, it does like, it singles her out to be this like hero. And then Courtney's whole beef is kind of like, you shouldn't have to like, like, she feels so separate from Kim because Kim has become a force and a concept, no longer like a person to have an interpersonal relationship Mm -hmm. as sisters with. Right. And it's so rooted in sister shit for sure. You can tell. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there's something very human and real about that, Mm -hmm. but it is also like, I'm sure the family grappling with another loss. Like they lost the dad to being mortal. And then like Kim in a way, they've sort of lost her to being mortal too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like, you know what Uh I mean? Cause she's transcended she's become such a phenomenon even Dude, within the family, you know? For sure. Well, we'll get there because yes, that's yes, our yes, third yes. point. But um, yes. you, do you want to finish quick what you meant about the yes. everyday spaces, a little in and out moment? Thank you. So of course. one thing that's interesting to me, I was thinking about this before this ep- we watched this episode, that the, the fact that they still go to Vegas and that's still like a thing that like Kardashians like will place themselves in Vegas, like over the years, like in these recent years, even these elite years is that Vegas as a city is a great equalizer. First it, it, it's a perfect manifestation of American capitalism for sure. So it's very consistent with the Kardashian motifs, the Kardashian culture in a way, Mm -hmm. as we all know, or hopefully you do. I have done, we have done. Uh, I say I have, because I wrote it, but Marie directed and produced it. Um, Talk about PTSD. Oh, am I right? (laughs) It was the worst experience of my life. So you better go fucking listen to it or watch it. I do think it's one of the best things we've ever done though. Cool. <laughs> I'm so happy you feel that way. I, I, to this day, I'm like, wow, like it might all come down to that, that video essay. I basically say that. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Listen, I get it. And I'll, I'll applaud you and say, you were right when that day comes. But until then, I, I'm not bitter about it. I'm just like, I I'm that. still, I'm still tired. <laughs> I would understand if you were bitter about it for what it's worth. And then that's the part of like, that's the Kim in me. That's like, that it was worth it for the sake of art. Right. But that's not what Kim is saying. No, 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 no. She's, <laughs> a, she's not like martyring herself for art here. We did a video essay suggesting that if Kim Kardashian or the Kardashian enterprise were a city, um, they would be Vegas because Vegas is this capitalist system, but it's also like the all American city. Vegas was made so that middle-class Americans or the one lens of seeing the development of Vegas is so that middle-class Americans who couldn't afford to like travel like broadly and widely can get the experience of being tourists locally affordably granted they're encouraged to like go there and lose all their money. And so all the features and events and spectacles like entertainers and like, you know, rides and stuff are to get people in the spaces so that they gamble. So the manipulation of Vegas is also very Kardashian, but for Kim to be taken to Vegas to see Usher, which is what the whole premise of her surprise party is, all of us, in theory, could go blow our hard-earned American working money 
on a ticket to see Usher, which we have done. That's right. <laughs> it was a great show. Such a good show. And go and have a Kardashian experience in Vegas seeing Usher. You know, like that is not an event like the Met Gala where it's like we're watching the Kardashians do it and like it's just that's not a ticket that's ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like Vegas is by design for everyone. And, you know, I'm sure there's some product placement element of seeing Usher on the show mm-hmm. um, or at least a friendship support of Usher of like, but, but many people I know have done it. They've gone to Vegas to see that Usher right. show. Um, side note, that Usher show, which we have seen features. And don't forget. It's an Usher show. <laughs> we carry on. Whatever you do at the Usher show. What happened? at the Usher show, he, he roller skates. So I kind of, I made a TikTok about this already, but I feel like it's sort of like when they were brainstorming things they can do to the Beyonce song. I wonder if there's like, Oh, roller skating's in right now. Usher was doing it. You know, there was like <laughs> a lot of it during the pandemic. So anyway, the point is Vegas itself is a setting for everybody. And it's another relatable location. Um, Final relatable location when they almost die on the plane and then they can't land. I'm sure. No, I don't think they almost. <laughs> no, no, I know. I think like kind of sarcastic because like we were supposed to think. Like, no, but yeah, that's like how they edited it. Yes. Yeah, that was like part of that's that was like the beat in the story. Yes, they go to they as a fallback. They go to In and Out for what it's worth. I don't know which In and Out that was or like if their private jet like garage is where LAX is. But if it is, like, uh, Lee would always take me to the In-N-Out before she dropped me off at LAX before traveling. There's an In-N-Out right by the what airport. What would you get? Milkshake. Fun. Yeah. Do and you fries. like their fries? Their crinklies? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. So they roll through In-N-Out in their Vegas looks, and they're being, like, sassy at In-N-Out. And actually, this episode features, shout out to the future NPC that we're about to, like, crown. Mm-hmm. But- well, we have, like, two, I think. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. No, for sure. You're like, don't forget the DMV lady. No. <laughs> Whoa, you spoiled it. Oh, shit. Sorry. Okay. Whatever. They're rolling through in and out another relatable location. And it also creates such a contrast because back in the day, early keeping up, it was the novelty was look at the like gaudy Kardashian girls trying to fit into elite spaces. Mm-hmm. That was the joke when like they were contrasted to a space that was bigger and, and more elite than they mm-hmm. were. Now it's like, look at the Kardashians and all their like glittery outfits, like in, in and out. Right. That's like a, it's dropping a, down. Yes. Like an alien invasion. Yes. Yeah. So just an evolution. And they know, they know that they can always, they meaning the Kardashians, but then also just like, Modern media knows that, like, when you get skinny girls eating fast food, it's a scene. It's a spectacle, it's, and in its own right, like the the in the nice outfits and the little like yeah. with the burgers. That's that's all it needed to ever be. Talk about like a throwback to like early aughts culture. Yes, yeah. Paris Hilton with the burger on You're, the car, right? Is that was it? Paris Hilton. It was. Yeah. Um, so our next topic, we're running out of time here. Just you'll know what we mean. We titled it Simon's Dilemma. So that tells you everything you need to know already. Yeah. Simon's under some stress here. Yes. He looks gaunt. I need him to eat a nice warm meal. Or a burger. A burger. Yeah. From In-N-Out. Simon, you need one. You should have been on that bus. 
because you earned your place on that bus. You earn your place on that bus and you are stressed out because you are in between Courtney and Kim because he like, he he was like, well, I do have a table at the Tolce and Gabbana thing (laughs) looking so nervously at Courtney. Yeah. Can't be easy. So we salute you, uh, Simon. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the next thing. Um, Oh my god! Do you think that was there was more to Simon? No, that's that we said what needs to be said. No, we just we just love Simon. Yeah, it's this is us like wanting to talk about Simon. No, totally because we think he's funny. At the end of the day, Simon's like is like the NPC. No, yes, he represents them all, and of course there had to be like one main NPC. Yes, you know, totally. Yeah. He's the head of them. Yeah. He's our leader. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay, yes. Let's just finish off on the Chris and Kim conversation. So we, we, we mentioned it earlier. Kim and Chris are having a conversation of, like, typical aristocratic. 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 <laughs> yeah, am I right? Exactly. Um, conversation. On I love the- when I, like, nail the jokes. No, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, clearly, like written scene. Yes. like they like put them there for. It was the scheduled. Scene. It was scheduled. It was yeah. like Kim and Chris. You're going to sit down together and talk about what does it all mean that like Chris has, as she put it, helped in quotes, helped to build. They didn't want it to be like Chris built this, as mm-hmm. the internet always says, right? Which she did, but like, yes, they they made the plan to talk about this very weird conceptual thing about power. Mm-hmm. And by the way, she there's an emphasis on like Chris helped build it because that also like oh. uh, benefits them down the line. They're thinking about the legacy of it all, right? So if it's like if it all if it ever goes wrong and the re- legacy retroactively is the Kardashians were this like like whatever wins out, they probably are aware that there's like different frames this could take as time changes Mm -hmm. perspective it can't all fall on chris it has to be viewed as a collective and it also allows fluidity to say chris helped to build it because as chris says at a few points in the episode including this conversation but then later on when she toasts kim at a birthday dinner she also says you're next you're the leader of the family it's coming to you so there's a lot of torch passing which we noticed in past seasons it was building to this but they're starting to really say it Mm -hmm. exactly and kim is next she's the heir apparent so succession yeah if chris was single-handedly the oz of the operation and then she dies then it's over like so Mm -hmm. you have to also be like reminding people no there's there's gonna be a torch passed so again so succession because that was like a lot of the drama that we saw in succession is there can't be gaps in power mm-hmm. when logan is gone mm-hmm. like we'll look weak like what's our narrative right and so they're like being five steps ahead of it and kind of like creating that foundation exactly. um yeah and then again she's situating kim as this like iron woman mm-hmm. and like that's what it takes to win Yes, and that is something that, like, really, like, skeeved me out on that conversation is, like, they were, like, she says the weird, overly graphic description of the Paris robbery, and then she's, like, and then Kim was, like, oh, I'm so glad that that didn't happen to any of my sisters because, like, they wouldn't have been able to survive after that. She could have said, and a lot of people would probably say something like this, she could have said, like, I'm so glad my sister's um, didn't go through that because like I wouldn't want them to feel that terror or something that's based 
in like empathy, experience, yeah. family experience, like, but instead she used that moment to be like, because like I'm the mentally stronger one. Right. But then at a certain point, maybe it, you are required to be that disconnected to be the capitalist Pac-Man that she is. Oh, for you sure. You know what I mean? I think it's also telling, it's also them being like, yep, that's how it works. Yeah. Like, you know, she is completely like depowered her, but they're going to show her crying in the next episode. So there's going to be balance given to that, but like, right, right, right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like, they're saying it without saying it that like iron woman. Yeah. The superpower thing, the whole like beyond human thing. That's what they keep telling us about Kim. Right. And it's like, almost like there's a read of that conversation where they're not even saying it like judgmentally that they the other sisters couldn't handle it it's like Mm -hmm. no she is just a cyborg now right like and also this is kind of like off topic but like lots of references to acting yes what was the acting thing oh kim's pretending to be surprised for the surprise party she already knew another thing of like kim's like a superhero like she already knows then uh, there's also a subplot of like kim's already aware of the surprise like she's she knows everything she knows all the all-seeing eye but she's going to pretend to be surprised for the sake of her sisters about the surprise party. Yeah. And like, so there's emphasis a again on like Kim, the superhero and then B, um, cause knowledge is power. Right. So she has all the knowledge mm-hmm. and then B that she can act <laughs> that she's able to fake it. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I'm a good actor. Call right. me Hollywood or something. And they knew American horror story was probably coming, you know? Sure. So, and if, and if that goes well, that will open her up to a completely different industry. Like a new genre, new domains. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to stop because we're running out of time. Oh, but we have to say the NPCs yeah. of the episode. The first one is the DMV woman cracking a little joke, completely bamboozling the crowd. Yes. She left them at a loss for words for a moment because she said they're taking the picture. And then she's like, and then your 25 question test. Or something. And everyone was like, what? And yeah. she was like, no. And the delivery was perfect. It was very like DMV humor. Yes. They were confronted with reality more than they bargained for that day. And like, she just killed it. Like, she, she, she could have been nervous, but she used her moment. And to, or she could have been completely passive, just a complete true NPC of the moment. Right. But she took her moment. Yes. She added a lot. She humbled Kim momentarily, but then Kim was like, I'll still pass. Right. So, but it all, she it added for a loop. She added dynamism to the scene. Yeah. And that is an amazing choice. Yeah. That was make. a good call. That's a strong choice to make in, as an NPC. That was like the Westworld <laughs> robots, like, like going up to the train. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was a very yes and moment. Yes. And no, she killed it. And then the second NPC was the cashier at the in and out running back the entire order to Chloe only for at the very end, mm-hmm. Chloe to have been distracted by Kim being like, take a picture with us. Yeah. Oh, like didn't get to have a moment of triumph. Chloe at least being like, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Like she said the whole thing because she knew she had to run it back. That would be very stressful with cameras on you on yes. top of a huge crowd of like the most elite like celebrities. Yes. And yeah. a line behind that. No, she nailed it. <laughs> no. And she just did it with grace and um, precision. And, yeah. you know, if I were an NPC, 
in that situation, I would like, I would crumble. Yeah. It would be really hard. I would crumble. Yeah. So these are strong, strong people. Yep. Um, okay. With, uh, with that, it's time for us to go. We'll see you next week with season three, episode seven. Yeah. We're breezing through. Yep. Um, okay, friends. Until next time, we love you. <laughs> Goodbye and good luck, or mm. whatever they say. Mm-hmm. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.